A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the big stick of this podcast. Okay. Lisa, I'm so tripped out. Sorry. We off pod, we all talked about like being interconnected and our mind melding. I just texted Pablo downstairs. Please cut the bell pepper, not in big sticks, but little like straight straight up like into little. I'm just my melded. Wow. Also, I don't know if I'm tapping into a dimension because I'm back on haven't drank wine on podcast in in many moons, but I am on the Whispering Angel, which is yes, unofficial sponsor. But the wine of our podcast. Yeah, the wine of our podcast. Have I you had I, Palm? Their other no. rose. No. I like it. I'll give her a shot. I'll give her a shot. Why are you a big stick? Well, you know, it was a gift I forgot I asked for. A big old walking stick. And when it was my birthday and Scott brought out this giant box, I was like, what the 
fuck is in there? And just <laughs> assuming like I could not want anything that large. Like what did I ask for? Or what did he like do? You know, mm. like what like what oh. hug got him that he got me this huge <laughs> package of something long and big, you know? And then when I opened it, it was so excited. And it really, you know, it's the reason I should say is because we have coyotes in our neighborhood and it's like a big he got me like a bunch of coyote deterrent stuff like a whistle and pepper spray and a bunch of stuff for when I walk my dog at night but also this stick looks like a I don't know how else to say a wizard's stick (laughs) and I do feel very silly using it I also have noticed you know that old quote i think it's one of the roosevelts but it's uh speak softly and carry a big stick yes teddy there you go and um i do find that people's reaction to me is much different when i'm holding the stick um my dog does not notice it it is hard for me to walk with it i don't like yet know exactly how to do it I don't know. It's just been an interesting like life thing to have. And I do like it. I do think it would be fun to like take pictures with it. Um, But it is also like I notice that some people think that I like can't walk and they move out of the way for me or that, you know, they think I'm injured or something. Other people look at me like I'm crazy. Uh, I mean, it's just it's very interesting accessory. I like thinking of that excess the accessory part of it and that just made me think of how informative it is when you just like go out in something I feel like I've had this with clothes or anything where you're like if you just wear something you carry a stick you do it and just let look at how people like don't say anything don't explain about it but seeing how people respond to it is very uh interesting I mean is it wooden it's wooden. Yeah. And it's just like it. a hiking stick. It's not like, you know, some ornate, like, I know I said wizard, but it's just like kind of twisted wood. And it's very mm. like, I think it's very pretty. Yes. And like, it's very nice. I like it a lot. I just, I want you to understand that I'm not yeah. like, you know, like trying to, I don't know. You're going to beat some coyotes asses with is what's no, <laughs> this, my parents were very much into this kind of stuff. Uh, my dad, ha- there were just like canes by the door, both yeah. from like a paranoid security sort of thing, but also walking the dog at night, all of this. And we had a German shepherd for a while. And that was like how these monks like trained them was like tapping sticks. That is, that stuff. is a dog thing for yes. sure. Yeah. Where I was oh. like, it's like the exact same kind of thing, but I, lo- I love that. I, oh. and I Yeah. Or you could like tap the hog. I, I remember there was some like, I feel like reality spinoff show about young child hog rears and they're just tapping them ever so slightly on the sides to keep them to keep them going straight. Right. Like you're just kind of giving them the ebb and flow of their little hoof walk and you're just giving a little give them a little a stick tap tip stack a tip stab. That's where you're giving them <laughs> the yeah. newest social media video platform tip stack look gear (laughs) gear is fun a gear that like it's like you don't really need it but it does add to the experience of something that you like look i know i'm getting a new tennis racket for my birthday i see the box and it's not very subtle in here and i just can't wait for the gear i think i'm gonna get like shorts that fit the ball like 
my big balls properly, but like, just so I can keep the balls on me rather than put them in the fanny pack. I always put on myself. Like, it's just, sometimes it's fun to be like a little bit of a gearhead and just get the stuff that you don't technically need it. But if it's something you enjoy to kind of lean into the fandom of a good walking stick or a proper racket or proper shorts that hold balls or whatever the fuck it is that will enhance your hobby. And I'm clunky with it yet. You know, I have not yet figured out how to walk with it, but we'll get there. Um, and I mean, it's not that I can't do it. Like, <laughs> I want you guys to know that I'm like, you know, like, I'm she keeps it. throwing it like a javelin and then runs <laughs> towards it. But it's just, I'm not, you know, not in a groove with it yet. We'll get there. There's a guy who uh, I was going to boxing lessons at someone's house and every you can week, say his name Dan Donahue uh <laughs> was teaching us boxing hit him up uh but there was a guy always across the street from him that was outside doing like a stick clearly some sort of martial arts style exercise I knew I wasn't like what's this guy doing but he always had a stick and he was doing like twirling fighting kind of stuff and I'm just having images of uh like driving by you by happenstance and you're like twirling the stick and Delhi's like doing tricks. We'll get there. Yeah. I, I was know, like by, I know by years will. end, by years end, Lisa's <laughs> going to be a real wizard with that. stick. <laughs> I love that. I mean, that's just, look, that's going to bring joy to all to a stranger driving by day. It's like when you see the funny license plate holder, Julie, don't you, you, I just noticed you're a funny license plate holder and it may, what is it? Just I like big butts. I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> I got no it. I forgot about this. I got it as a gift for this is like my favorite thing to do for a gift is to like see a joke to completion, uh, which is like a, just a thing that you say offhand. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing that. And Steve said it like. I think we saw someone else's license plate and he was like, I want that. And I was like, got it. Ding, ding, ding. Got to get the next gift. Um, and I got it for him. But then he was in like five car accidents in one year and stopped driving. So we've just had this. We never got to put it on. And then I finally got my car after another accident as well. And I was like, we're putting this on. I'm doing it now. It was like the first thing we like christened the car with. And it does. It makes people stay. I love it. Don't you have a funny voicemail too? Yeah, I do. This I is do. a I'll sad. This is a sad. This is a lesson in sad action here. Also, I like the butt thing as a Libra thing as well. Uh, an homage there's to the just, There's just something about, and I cannot lie when you read it there. <laughs> like I, when you hear it, it is the lyric, but it's like so reading funny it to dry. Read it. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you're just. I like, like my what? butts, and I cannot lie. Yes, but that I can never tell a lie. I yeah. like big butts. Hey, I have my uh, lot of spirit in the second house. I like having silly stuff. Wait, I have my lot of spirit in the second house. Okay. Dare I say I like silly stuff as well. (laughs) I maybe I don't don't know know if that's I don't know if that's specifically lot of spirit in in the second. Uh, But now now it is. So uh, sound off in the comments if your lot of spirit is in the second house and you also like funny stuff. I used to have a ton of bumper stickers when I had a very shitty car since we got a relatively new car. I have been banned from any funny bumper stickers, which 
whatever. That's just what it is for now. And I, I do like it nice and cl- it is it's newer. So it's like it does look nice and pristine. You just but I wait. did see a I know I'm just gonna wait till it gets a little shitty. And then I'm like, then I'm then I'm gonna go rogue. But I did see a bumper sticker I really like that said the only baby on board is me. And I was like, yes, that is like that's a good that's Here a Aries really good moon. bumper. Sticker. Yeah. Right. That's I was like, you just have to wait till you see the right bumper sticker. And not, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you're going to see the right bumper sticker, but rather we should say until I got to find your co-pilot sees the right part, the right bumper sticker. Now with all those Virgo placements. Yeah, fucking right. But I, there's this there's this old Chicago Queens of mine. I will truly find this link and they have this great bumper sticker. I'm just like going to shout out. They're probably like, why are you shouting out my bumper sticker? Old acquaintance friend of mine. But it's like, yeah. I don't mind me. I'm just driving and listening to Bruce Springsteen's classic album, The River. <laughs> like, and that's like, me. That's it's such a good me. bumper sticker. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to find this. The River specifically, that is 100% me. 26, oh. it, me, 2016. I'm finding that. Oh, wait, here it is. Keep honking. I'm listening to Bruce Springsteen's 1980 iconic hit, Hungry Heart from his five-time platinum selling album, The River. I'm going to link this bumper sticker. Uh, oh, yeah. Chris, if you get a bump in sales, uh, they're, they're what's your science fans over here. But Use see, I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> I know we're going to have to work on a promo, a promo code. Wow. I forgot how lengthy. See, I like that dedication to the, to the specificity. Love it. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Well, we, we teased it. Let's talk about these lots. Bit of a tease. These Arabic parts. Yeah. Yes. I've seen some conflicting info, and this feels like a, a topic where um, you are going to get some conflicting info, to be honest, because it's a, a not not completely, but it feels like a topic that is kind of niche enough that someone can really go off and and I don't know. It made me think about just like not reading the first thing that you click on necessarily with this one. I think you can, because the first thing is like Astro wiki like that, you know, one that you, right. if it's from a, a site that you have visited before and you trust their astrological information, a cafe astrology and astro.com and astro seek. Yes, go for it. But you're also going to be, I think, seeing some, I, when I started to go a little deeper, you're definitely going to get some stuff where it, it is a little uh, or can be, I don't want to say fear mongery necessarily, but there's, there's some more clickbaity titles. I feel like For with sure. some of the Arabic part research, it's also technique based. So, you yes. know, people have different ways or it's, it's old, it's been translated many times. And also there are so many, like, um, I think keywords that make you feel like, Oh, I need to check that right now or whatever, you know, like, uh, nemesis father, death, that treachery, you know, there's so many like keywords like that, where you're like, I need to figure this out right away. Um, mm-hmm. stick to them, stick to the mains at, at first. Right. Yes, absolutely. How would we, maybe we should give a, does anyone have a good broad <laughs> definition of, of our, our topic? So the Arabic parts or lots, this, these are not um, planetary bodies. These are mathematical points in the chart that are said to have specific significance and they are calculated. This is where it gets kind of wordy and we're definitely going to, I have this in our show note links. Um, Normally, I think that there is 
uh, absolutely value in knowing the math behind something or like how you do it. Even though we have chart calculators and we have things like that, I think if you understand how we get the math, it helps us understand what we're trying to speak about symbolically. This one, it's a mouthful for me to tell you all of the formulas because there are different formulas for day chart and night formula, night chart. And there is a different formula for each part. But what these are, are basically points between distances between your ascendant and a specific planet, uh, measuring between different ones that are going to give us a significant point in your chart that represents uh, some something depending on which planets we are measuring from. The one that you are most familiar with most likely is the part of fortune. Um, there is also the part of spirit and the part of Eros that will come up on a chart calculator if you are putting it in, these are things that are also used often in Hellenistic astrology for zodiacal releasing, where they are called the lots. Um, but this is an ancient technique that is used to find points of, sig of significance. Again, depending on a different topic, whatever we can look at, like Lisa said, there is a list of formulas and things where you can find a part for anything. You know, on, on Astro-Seek, uh, they have a list and it's like, alphabetically, you know, 50, hundred lots we could calculate that will be all different ways that we're measuring basically the distance from the ascendant to the sun minus the distance from the ascendant to Venus or something, something like something along those lines. But when we do that, it's similar to kind of like a midpoint, uh, technique where we are just looking at, uh, we're making up a point, we're seeing what it is, and we're drawing significance from that. I know that was not short, but does that make sense to everybody as far as you understand? Yeah. That was comprehensive. I think to add to it too, that, um, you know, those major ones are often the major ones. I don't know if this is going to yes. sound, make sense, but, you know, fortune is ascendant plus moon minus sun spirit is ascendant plus sun minus moon. They're like those, you know, the ones that we all ask each other to is like the big three, like, what are your things, you know? So, um, calculating aspects between, you know, maybe Mars and the sun or Mercury and Mars are going to provide different things, but, but that's why those things are not the three main ones, I guess. Mm -hmm. What it made me think about is because you're right, this is a very technical thing that we are talking about. And it's a very technical aspect of astrology. It made me really think back to how cool it was that ancient astrologers were coming up with these kinds of formulas to figure these things out. And when you see how comprehensive the list is of potential parts or lots you could cast, um, I think it does make sense thinking about ancient astrologers giving you these kinds of this kind of information that this is who you would go to. And you did have so many questions about these things. Again, now at this point in time, I think it's like, I don't know how helpful it is for someone to like look up their part of death or their part of treachery or whatever, their part of theft. Um, however, uh, this is something, this is a part, these are techniques that are often used in horary astrology, in mundane astrology, in electional astrology, where we are looking for, where we are asking kind of more closed end questions, as opposed to looking in your natal chart for all of these things. I think because our natal chart is something that lives with us forever, looking up the point of theft 
is, isn't going to mean like, don't ever talk to someone who's a 28 degree Scorpio because they're going to steal from you. Like, that's not, I think how we should apply these. And I think that's often why if you look up the chart calculator, which we will link in here too, um, there is a, an add on on astro.com that will automatically calculate them for you um, and put them in there. I think it's just interesting to know those points for you where like anything where, you know, your, your major placements, um, but seeing maybe there is someone in your life that you're like, this doesn't make sense. Any other place, maybe there is something where they are, uh, aspecting a lot. They are, there is something there. There's a day when you find out something big or whatever it's, I think it's just yeah, for things that well, it feels like something that's for something that's a bit more closed end as opposed to how does this represent me, reflect me psychologically, emotionally? I think, too, with the theft example, and sorry to use another ancient art to describe another ancient art, um, but this uh, theft is Ascendant Mars and Mercury. And in Destiny cards, there is a thief card, which is also the mentally creative card. Um, so I always think of that, like if I get that card when I'm, you know, performing or something, I'm always like, oh, like, remember what this takes out of you. You know, mm -hmm. it, it takes a lot of strength. It takes a lot of energy to go on stage or to be creative or to do whatever. And also like, watch your purse that day. Now don't be like, you know, leave it at willy nilly or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. so I think there, there is this like kind of older more spiritual notion of what what theft may mean or what those things like can really be in your life it doesn't always mean that somebody's taking money from you which is what mm -hmm. society has told us that theft is you know but it, it can be you know somebody taking up too much of your time or there are other ways that that can manifest and it doesn't always have to be so like uh, I don't know, cut and dried or, and I think it is ascendant Mars and Mercury. I mean, speaking of the performance example, mm -hmm. that is like, you know, all those things, like what I seem like giving my energy and telling you this thing, or even thinking of theft too, of like, if you are wearing all your expensive stuff and you are speaking about how much, how much stuff you have or whatever, is that not again, not not in a victim shamey way, but it's also like, yeah, well, you're presenting yourself as someone who has stuff that is like extra that someone could take or putting, yeah. making yourself this way. Is this how we're communicating? How are we, how is our, how are our placements? I think it's th interesting thinking of them as like formulas. Cause that's something that I think of in like chart synthesis, but thinking of them truly as like, oh, well, the distance from this to your ascendant and the distance from this to your ascendant, how do those come out to play in our lives? And they aren't necessarily, they are from our placements, but they are not of our placements necessarily. And so it's sometimes as people outside of us, sometimes it's us. I was thinking of the lot of, um, what is it? Hang on. I'm sorry. I pulled up mine. Victory, which is uh, the formula for that is with Jupiter. I'm sorry, I don't have like a list. Again, there's so many of these, so I do not have this comprehensive and I don't think it's necessarily necessary to, but in my own chart, for example, you know, Jupiter is kind of like an outlier and farther away. Everything else in my chart is pretty close. And so like spirit, spirit, 
and uh, like fortune and Eros are kind of in the same place. And it kind of doesn't matter where you go. It's like pretty much Scorpio and Leo for me. But then I have this kind of outlier Jupiter planet, which has to go way far in zodiacal order has to go way farther from my ascendant than anything else in my chart. And thinking about that, how it's like, it doesn't mean you're not going to thinking of these things as kind of those closed end endpoints. Meaning like, it doesn't mean you're never going to get there. It just might take a little longer and thinking about how that the distance, the distance for everything to get to your ascendant, even thinking about that conceptually of all of your, of you, your ascendant being the like PR person for the rest of your chart and how long and how those things like, I don't know, bounce off of each other, I think is a fun exercise. You said victory was the one yes. you're referencing. Yeah. So that's um, from the distance from spirit to Jupiter. Mm -hmm. um, there's a good I'll put the list from it's from Patrick Watson astrology, but it's mainly about the seven Hermaic. Am I saying that correctly? The, se the seven main ones you're going to see when we're when talking about lots. But Julia kind of hinted out at some of them, uh, but a lot of fortune, a lot of spirit, a lot of arrows are going to be the big ones you see, but then a lot of necessity, a lot of courage, a lot of victory lot of nemesis which these all associate with the traditional seven planets sun right. moon uh mercury venus mars saturn jupiter um mm -hmm. this fortune, is sorry i was like the fortune is the one that you are probably most familiar with which is representative of and i like these two because they they are a lot it's like chance stuff too where mm -hmm. it is truly this is math from your ascendant and just like any, I mean, everything in your chart is chance and, you know, whatever too, but that of being like fortune representing kind of innate, innate talents, but also your physical body and where you're like, that it is just, yes. This is kind of what I wanted to talk about on this episode when I suggested the topic was, um, you know, looking at your chart and seeing anything and if it, if it opened anything up for you. It, Julia, it sounds like you had a, 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 I don't know, I'm speaking out of turn, a little revelation. Um, Stevie, anything come up for you? Yeah, I am definitely was probably the most familiar with fortune. Um, and also, I feel like when I've done chart readings, I feel like if anyone ever does bring up kind of bonus stuff, I feel like they do bring up fortune a lot versus maybe some other bonus content things. I mean, usually I'm just sticking to the meat and potatoes of the chart of, you know, planet houses aspects, but now I'm looking at fortune and it's exactly conjunct my Jupiter, which I think is kind of interesting that I am getting a lot of people asking me about fortune. So maybe I should become a fortune teller or like, or lean more into the fortuneness. Um, no, they were all in spots. I was like, that made me feel like validated, but also like, Right. Like, I don't know, not that nemesis has to be a pain, but I do have it in Sagittarius. And I think I do want to be more Sag like. And that's why I love Julia's energy to our, our Taurus energy is like, oh, yeah, like not doing all the things that my chart's so not saggy, you know, like it's I don't have anything in Sagittarius. So seeing that there makes sense that I might feel like, darn it. But also I had um, it's not in the same sign but it is conjunct, but I have cancer Mars and Chiron conjunct in the 12th and I have courage there right there. And it's like, it's funny. Cause I always see, you know, cancer Mars, right? Like you ain't good at fighting. I mean, I got that mutual reception Aries moon and it's like, 
I think there is that quiet courage that might be, maybe it's not all cancer Mars and maybe it is now I'm like, maybe it is just me with this courage hanging out here that is amplifying fighting for myself and advocating for myself and that Chiron and that Mars and not being a fucking doormat ever. Um, so there was like, I think it was like, it's very cool, extra stuff. And I'm like, I am fascinated by the fortune being very amplified with like, that's my only like exactly conjunct one where I'm like, Oh, oh, okay, cool. No noted. I will look at you. I will think about you and I will interact with you now. Also to one last thing. I just, while we're here, I have this, I think it's necessity and spirit are both at 29, 29 degrees and, and necessity at 29 degrees Aries and spirit at 29 degrees Leo. And I'd be like, I just don't have a fire trine like anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, cause I only have my fire moon. So I was like, Oh, that's kind of, it's like fun to like have new signs. Right. Or like new, not new signs, but you know what I mean? Like have something new in your chart that feels like, Oh, maybe I don't, I'm a, I do have fire, not a ton, but maybe there is something very actually at my core fiery in me. I, Lisa, what's, I was to say, I have a lot fire trying also, and my necessity is at 29 Satch. Oh, and I have fortune, I have fortune at, in, at 23 Leo, but. Okay. okay. I still don't have fire except for nemesis. That's it. (laughs) that's nemesis and sag yep um in the eighth house of course um i also have fortune at 29 degrees of cancer i think that spoke to me mostly because i i've taken and have been given i should say so much from like women in my life and specifically from my mom so i think Mm -hmm. that for sure hit where i'm like oh i am very lucky in that regard and not a lot of people have that um i do have spirit conjunct my north node which is interesting to me that's Um, cool yeah but what is what does it mean (laughs) well that'll be a lifelong figure out and then courage conjunct pluto which i think definitely speaks to my my mindset in what courage is i think a lot of the time it means putting yourself on the line in a way that like, I'm not always comfortable doing. So I think, yeah, that the physical danger and that kind of thing. Well, while I'm happy to do it in, in a zip line tour or in a, you know, a thrill seeking, like pleasure seeking way, I'm, I'm less likely to do it in that, um, in that risk sense, the crossing the street one, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was interesting to find as well. I think that's, I love that. I love that. And I love that thinking though, of making yourself safe in a way. And even that, uh, that to me fits with that cancer, that cancer fortune and that spirit conjunct North node too, of kind of like tending, I don't know, caring for yourself and being like keeping yourself safe, being able to do that. And, and, uh, by, by doing that, do that for other people. I also have victory, try and courage, Um, which I think is interesting, you know, I mean, just certain things where I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, you know, maybe put some of that like neurotic worry self, you know, whatever stuff away and you can like win some stuff in that second house. Like, I don't know. It it definitely, it definitely speaks to me. I don't know if it's like something I'll be able to keep track of the way I do my natal chart, but I, it's like, what both of you said, like good bonus stuff. Nice to look at once in a while. 
I think mm-hmm. it's good ones to have. Like, I'm going to make a list of these seven that I just have the degree, you know, committed to memory. I think it's one where it's like thinking about transits. If there's something happening there and noticing, you know, is this a day when I had a hard conversation and this was at courage or am I, is this a time when I'm, you know, cause the more, you know, about where things are in your chart, at least for me, the more I go like, Oh, I don't think I'm going to get anything out of this transit or whatever, not, not in a self-defeating way or a shitty way, but just a way that's like, Oh, okay, cool. I'm like going to kind of not pay attention. But if there are these other points where you're like, Oh, okay, well, maybe I will, you know, three degrees Aquarius Aquarius is where nemesis is, which is very funny to me. Um, (laughs) but thinking like, Oh, okay. Like, Oh, I wonder, I wonder if anything's happening that day or if those are just tricky days or what, you know, I don't know. You get it. I feel like when I am on Astro Twitter, it is all about lots. Like, I feel like that's why I haven't really from myself dived in 8,000%, but I do feel like I see the terms of lots and zodiacal releasing. Like, I feel like that's very ever present for like the super Astro nerds, which like more power to you. Maybe, you know, I'm sure this has sparked a new interest. So maybe one day, but like when, this is just a question for the class. Mm-hmm. This is over releasing like what I feel like I hear people talk about it in the very kind of prescriptive, almost medical sort of thing. Well, if when you zodiacal release, that's the best optimum time for blank or this, like, it's very, like, it seems very like, I'm um, like using it like a verb or something. Yes. Does anyone have any insights on why, what, why, and what? So there's different places. There are different parts uh, slash lots that you can release from the most common again are fortune and spirit um, fortune when we are doing zodiacal releasing from fortune we are most likely looking at physical um, not issues but it, this is going to speak to our physical vitality our physical um, experience whereas spirit is more um, geared towards if you are wondering about your career if you are wondering about like your external fortunes, so to speak. Um, There are great episodes on Zodiacal releasing on the Astrology Podcast and on The Astrology Show. They just recently did one, which Patrick Watson was a guest on who- Uh, Okay, I really really enjoyed his roundup of it. It was very- funny and factual. <laughs> he's a, he's like the zodiacal releasing guy. Um, Chris Brennan also uses it. It's a Hellenistic technique. Um, but what it is, is like different. Again, these like are mathy weird ones to explain there. And I will not do a good job, but basically these are dividing ta- time, depending on where your lot is. This is like the the planet, the planet that rules that sign is where we start from. Each planet has a different amount of time that it lasts. And we go in zodiacal order through a, a period of time. I do not have committed to memory how long each one lasts, but they also can be. Oh, I so saw that like, somewhere. It was like hours, like, oh, Taurus well, is like yes. eight hours. So I'm like, one there's something it goes as it goes for years, but you can also re- zodiacal release on smaller periods down to some would probably say the minute if you mm. are doing that, like that you do it. So it's very, very much that meme of Charlie day with the, the pin board, you know, things on right. there, but all, all of it to say is that it's like, there are periods where you are in a, what would be called a peak period when there is an aspect to your part of fortune 
um, and they're like, say you're in a Scorpio period because that's square to your fortune. That's likely to be a, a time of significance. What does that mean? Absolutely depends. It also depends on what lot you're releasing from where it's like, it could be a career swing. It could be a career detriment. It's all of these things where it's like, it's, they are things of note and they are much easier, like most of astrology to look back and go, oh, that was a thing where you can note. like, I was just looking at this for this, where I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a, again, there's like so many, I'm like, I'm having a loosening of the bond soon. I wonder if that, what that was going to be. I remember when I first learned about that and I was looking at this period and this, I wonder if this lines up to, to that. I did it for my sister with her lot of spirit for medical school. And it, timed very interestingly where I was like, oh, if you can time having a test here, I bet you this will be a good time. And all of her stuff is very much lined up in that capacity. Again, medical school is an easier one to look at because they are, you do get the dates very far in advance. It's a very clear cut path, you know, but yes. Okay. All right. It's a way of dividing periods of time, looking at those significance and they, and it's like the, I think the essentials of it are you know, speaking in terms of like a, uh, a Olympic jumper or something, it's, this is time run. This is time jump. This is time land, you yeah. know? And so it's like, you know, prep peak. And I don't know what the last one is, but something yeah. like that land landing too. And the same, yes. I mean, I don't know if that's like literally, but that's, that is a great, uh, analogy of that. And to go like, there is a, cause that whenever they talk about it too, they're always like, you know, if you're out of a peak period, it doesn't mean you're never going to have another like high or accomplishment, uh, in your life. It just is, you know, who know, you know, you don't know with any of those things, but again, right. this is like, I do not listen to my thing of it. Listen to any of the sources that we have stated, um, about we'll that because they will this is a, a link much, episode. <laughs> yeah. They will do a much better job explaining, but I do think if you are someone who has heard about this, uh, and is, is curious that a good place to start is by using the chart calculator on, on astro.com, seeing where your parts are and just noticing, seeing what comes up for you see what see if those any of those points already you can think of a person in your life or an event or you know something that would would uh coincide with those points and also just be be on the lookout going forward if something is happening around that time maybe these are for you know fortunate times maybe these are days when you really are going to see or just feel feeling good and um yeah, I think too. Remembering that when you come off the peak, there is like a, it looks like from the chart, uh, googled it resolution period. I think that that's important to remember because sometimes I think when we have those highs, we think that what comes next is unimportant or something. It's like the end of after you figure out who did it in the book. You know, you still have to finish. You yes. don't just like close the book. You yeah. finish and like let the loose ends tie. That part is important too. It's yeah, where not- are they at five years later? The recap, exactly. and then the killer comes back, and there they are. There's a book too, you know. Thinking of two like a peak period. Forgive me, I have no references other than entertainment industry ones. Where like if you're an actor and you're like, oh, am I gonna get this job? A peak period might come when you book a job, but then you still are like shooting a movie and then the movie comes out itself and then there's a thing. So just because it's a, an actual like peak does not mean that is the, the culmination or right. even the part that you're gonna enjoy the most or that is actually the work or anything like that. Cause I know for me, when I first learned about this, like a lot of my peak periods happened when I was a kid. 
And then you're like, oh, well, I couldn't, I didn't know about astrology then. I couldn't have done anything about that. Or like, oh, does that mean my life is over because you've missed all of your thing? And it's like, no, that can't, that can't possibly be it. So I, I think in the vein of a lot of conversations we've been having is like, I want this to be something where people go like, oh, this is an interesting, uh, mind opening sort of thing. Instead of looking back and going like, oh no, I have this here. I want to avoid all. I have nemesis and Sagittarius. I'm going to avoid all Sagittarius. Look, Stevie and I both have it. And look how I know that's weird. Love that's this you guys, my victory is at two degrees of Taurus Aww, in I the seventh that. house. So also I was like, okay. But look, now I'm bummed to know that you peaked in childhood, though. It changes my whole perspective. <laughs> you I actually, I you did. are my nemesis now. <laughs> Sorry, peaked. I definitely did. It all goes childhood. downhill from here. Just. Okay. Yeah. Also, I don't know. I've never said this word out loud. Oracularjake.com. Oracular. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll put a link. But his posts, he has a lot of posts on different lots. There was ones on like cultivation and just, I mean, there are like hundreds, so thousands, many. a lot. Well, um, I think it's a also lot, a, thing, a lot, a lot of lots. <laughs> There's a lot. It's a lot. also a thing that you, I imagine, could make up if you wanted to. I was going to say we could up. invent one. Yes. You can come up with a lot. And I think that's also the thing, too, of like, this is a thing where we're just che- we're we're checking points. We're coming up with stuff. We're doing our best. Mm-hmm. I like it. There's a um, lot. and but he goes through or they go through the whole how to plug that into Astro. It's very step by step. So if you need yeah. a very comprehensive guide, I would recommend it. What lot? What's the what's your sign lot? It'd be. Let's see. I'm liking. Well, we're an Aquarian, so maybe like Uranus. My plus Venus, maybe that already exists. Uranus and must. I think Uranus plus Venus minus Minus. Mercury. Okay, I'm writing that Uranus plus Venus minus Mercury. Now, do we think that already exists? To go to a point in your chart, send it midheaven, midheaven probably because ours is so midheaven in our chart. That's why I'm like ascendant. Yeah, I, let's. Do I don't mid- know if it has to go to a point. It might not. Oh, I could it do it. Well, it has to probably That's our like, yeah. what's your sign chart and plug because on um horoscope.astro, so you, you can you can plug in anything basically. So if you know the lot combinations of whatever lot you're trying to unlock, mm-hmm. you can just manually put in your birth chart and then key it up to whatever planet or lot or there's some other shit. I was like, what the hell is it? I don't even know what the this is. This thing that starts with a Z. Never heard of it before. But yeah, you can make up your own lot. Why not? I'm going, I'm seeing what our podcast lots are right now, just because I have this oh. all pulled up. We have, and I, oh my God, you guys, I'm dying. Yes. Oh, I'm yes. <laughs> share screen, share screen. Share screen. Okay. Here, I'll make you, you a host. Make I'll make host. you a host. One I'm, second. You'll see what I'm dying Make on. host. And, uh, okay, share screen. I'm glad you have that so quick. Oh, let's see. Okay. Uh, All what, right. We're getting what shared. I am laughing at is <gasps> our nemesis here at 28 degrees of Libra. Um, wow. <laughs> this is making me laugh. Oh, look but at we that have, arrows we on have the rising. Courage. Spirit. Yes. Spirit. All of them are right there. On necessity, the rising. fortune, arrows, all Jesus. on the rising. And we also have courage and victory conjunct Jupiter and Scorpio. And I think that that is cool. Wow. So sweet. Wow. That's why. And even, you know, 
Also, oh wait, are you laughing at this Libra nemesis? Yes, in the, that's is it was, in the sixth house because the balance of work and life <laughs> is hilarious and impossible. Juggling three schedules is is rough, but we but somehow, some way, never miss yeah. an up. Our claim, to, our claim not, of fame. It's, it's not really three schedules. It's more like twelve. You know, we each have at least four other things. Yeah, we I have know. to get to, which is like you know, it's always fun. But we do it, and we yeah. like it takes a minute, but we figure it out. Well, and I think Nemesis too. You know, not to say that it is enemy, but it is also. It's you know, we're measuring. We're adding and subtracting with Saturn, and so I think it also is like, how are you? you know, Batman only exists because he is fighting someone or whatever too. And it is like thinking of those things that actually give it structure and having to pick a date and come up against a schedule and balance those things, I think is a thing that makes our, if we didn't have to do it, if we just could do it whenever, I don't know if we would do it, you know, what's well, courage and victory too there to be like, okay, we are going to do it every week. We are going to like, it's all in the mm-hmm. sixth house. Mm-hmm. I just love all that shit on the Gemini rising where it's like, yeah, just keep talking, <laughs> keep in, keep, keep thinking, keep talking. And also that Scorpio Jupiter with victory courage is very keep deep diving, even, even on things where it's like, what new, I don't, I, I feel like this sometimes before we record, it's like, what, what could I possibly add to the, uh, the garbage trailer dump that is astrology. And it's like, Oh, some every time there is something that, that does snap. I'm actually liking lots now for businesses or event like the an event chart, I think is actually that kind of clicked a new interest for me just in this live on tape, mm-hmm. just in this very moment. Cause it is, I mean, I like it for our lives, but it's so undefined and who knows, but like a business feels very like, yeah, like schedule scheduling and balance is hard. But it feels it. There is something that always feels so good in the body after we record that feels very akin to all the stuff yeah. that we're seeing with the lots there. So, or re- yeah, well. I like thinking of that of like what's going to be your challenge. What's going to be a challenge? Right. What is something that I have to be aware of as a not an not necessarily an obstacle, but as a thing that we are going to come up against. And I think that that absolutely scheduling is a thing when you have three people's lives and for business or for doing again that's why i think it's like very useful for horary and mundane and when we're looking at an event like you said too it's i like it i'm so glad that you suggested this topic lisa yeah i'm so glad that you guys enjoyed it i also think that this topic is definitely one that feels more predictiony and more like truly like woo and stuff where it is so math mathematical that I think we kind of have to trust that it works, you know? So it, it kind of gives the process of both things that I think astrology embodies, which is doing the work, seeing the math, the angles, all the like geometry stuff. And then also the like very spiritual, very predictive, very like woo woo stuff. Yeah. It's definitely a thing that makes me feel, I feel very confident about speaking about astrology at this point in our journey. And this is, but this is one of those things where I feel like I keep saying a word where I have to explain the word to someone and you just get so, uh, like off topic that it, it can't possibly sound like, you know, what you're talking about. So it's also like, I think that you're right. It is like a trust, trust these, uh, trust the people that the experts on this and know that there is value in this and it's interesting. And, you know, if you know, even if you don't know, you know, it's like, just play around mm. with, play around with them and see what comes up for you. This, cause I think this is a very 
Yeah. Look, we didn't invent the ancient math, but here it is in 2022. Yeah. Crunch those numbers. Check those lots. Kiss your nemesis on the lips. Yeah. yeah. Well, we love you a lot and we appreciate you listening to us and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. See you. Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign? Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast, on Twitter at what's yr sign underscore pod, and TikTok at what's your sign podcast. For business opportunities, advertising, or commission readings, email us, what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Loken, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chenu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.